The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Helpful Hints on Using Homophones for Tuesday, September 19th. 2023. My name is Mary Hopp, and I'm happy to have all of you who are participating in Zoom, as well as all of those who are listening on ACB Media 5, the community channel, and those who are listening via podcast. Today, I'm joined by Artistic Angela, who is our Zoom host, and by Chanel, who is our streamer. And we thank both of you ladies for being here with us to help us out. And Angela, I just wanted to ask you um, before I get started how you want to deal with the hands today. We'll have a lot of raised hands. Do you want to lower the hands yourself or do you want them to try to lower their hands? I will lower their hands. All right. All right. So if you can try to lower them between every sentence that we have and just let me know if I'm going too fast. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's start out like we usually do. Let us start out by defining the word homophone. Can we have a raised hand? I know this is old to a lot of you, but we may have some in our audience or even in the Zoom room who don't know. Melissa Hudson has her hand up first. Melissa Hudson. Unmute yourself, Melissa. Oh, I I was asking, could you hear me? Apparently you couldn't. No. (laughs) (laughs) But now you can, right? (laughs) We'll forgive you. (laughs) But you can, can you? I can. Okay, good. Hear you real good. So homophones are words that have different spelling and meaning, but they sound the same. Yes. Yes, they are. You're correct. Thank you. Can you, Melissa, can you give us one example of a pair or group of homophones? Oh, yes, ma'am. I hate to do this again, but I'm going to do it. Uh, Wait, W-A-I-T and wait, W-E-I-G-H-T. That is perfectly fine. And that that's all we need to get our point across. Both of those sound the same, weight and weight, but they're spelled differently. And W-A-I-T means wait for me. And W-E-I-G-H-T can be used in a sentence like, what is the weight of that uh, piece of furniture? I couldn't think for a minute. All right. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. I would like, please, another example of um, a group or pair of homophones with a raised hand. Let's go with Jeanette Kutash. Hello, Jeanette. Hello, Bear, B-E-A-R, and Bear, B-A-R-E. Correct. That is excellent. Thank you, Jeanette. And now I want to see if we have someone who can raise their hand and spell the word homophone for us. Uh, 
Desi Noller. Desi. Here I am. <laughs> Sorry. There um, you are. It, it is spelled H-O-M-O-P-H-O-N-E. That is correct. Thank you very much. You're All right. Welcome. Now, hopefully our audience has a good idea of what we're talking about now. And so today we are going to spend our time reviewing some homophones pairs that we've, and, uh, that we've already learned. And then I have some new things to teach you. So let's see. Let us see if anyone has found any errors this week in the use of homophones, whether they're reading an email or just any, anything that you might be reading. I believe it or not, I did not find any mistakes this week. I mustn't have been reading as much. Nora. Yes, Nora. What did you find? Well, I found, I found a couple of words. One is there, in the sentence, the way they use it, they say T-H-E-I-R when it's supposed to be T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. Yes, that is a very common error. Yeah, yeah. it just seems like um, like people have a lot of, lot of trouble with that one. Thank you, yep. Nora. You have open. Any, anything yeah. else? Yeah, one word is a... Instead of T O O, you'll be on the second T O by mistake. Oh, yeah, that's another one. That's another one. Very good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times I see problems with I T S and I T apostrophe S. And, you know, if mm -hmm. they, they just need some, some help with these homophones. I, mm -hmm. I see generally quite a few errors. Yep. So, all right. Well, thank you, Nora for being on the lookout for those. And does anyone else have anything they've seen lately? Danelle Allen. Danelle. Okay. Um, can you hear me? I can. Okay. This is iOS 17 on this phone and all that. Um, oh, okay. So I didn't exactly find an error, but I was so, I thought I did because I was reading a sentence with two instant, with both than and then, T-H-A-N and T-H-E-N. And it was in a, I need to see if I can go find the sentence again, but it was in one of these, um, you know, 19th century books. Um, oh, yeah. And, and so, sometimes, you know, those have their own peculiarities anyway, but they do. Thought, oh my goodness. Oh, surely there has to be some sort of an error, you know, when I, but then I saw that. <laughs> There was, you know, a few more words, a few words separated the than, both than and then. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I just thought it was really curious. <laughs> yes. Those, those, that's another pair that people really get mixed up. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's always been fairly obvious to me, but I, I guess it's not to everybody. And like you said, some of those older books, they have a, they have a life of their own. <laughs> yeah, but it was they used somehow managed to use both in the same sentence and wow. close to get so it was it wasn't actually incorrect. It was just I had to read just, the whole sentence. <laughs> just to get the get the yeah. context of it yeah. to see to see which one really belonged. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that that can be that can be quite tough sometimes. If you come across that sentence again, bring it to us. All right. Um Doc Hugely okay. has a... Oh, hello, Doc. Welcome. Well, thank you, Mary. Um, I have a question. Yes, sir. 
how do you categorize a word like R-E-C-O-R-D? Oh, you mean like record and record? Yeah. We were talking about that last week. And we um, we decided, well, I, I found, I did some research, and those are actually called homographs. Things like wind and wine and lead and lead, L-E-A-D and L-E-A-D. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. record and record would be examples of homographs. They, um, of course, they're spelled the same. They're right. pronounced differently, and they they mean different things. Um, they have the accent on different syllables. Record is on the first syllable. Record accent is on the second syllable, and they both mean different things. So we categorize those as homographs. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about homographs and homonyms and homophones last week. And we decided, or I decided, I guess, that some people, depending on whose definitions of those you look at, some of them are still very confusing. Um, Different people, different dictionaries define some of those differently, depending on where you look. So our our main takeaway from that was that we're just going to learn how to use them correctly. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and um, I mean, I like knowing what they are, but um, but gosh, as I was researching, I was just getting more and more confused. Yeah, uh, thank you on that because I know uh, Jaws has a big problem with L I V E. Oh yes, he doesn't live know whether it's live. live or alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've noticed that my um my voiceover, you know, whether it's R-E-A-D, read, or R-E-A-D, read, they pronounce it one way. Yes. And, you know, it's not, of course, it's not always correct. Nope. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad you're glad all of you are with us today. Okay. um, Let us do some more sentences with the words our. H-O-U-R and our O-U-R. We had gone over um, all the meanings of those um, last week. And I believe we did them the week before, too. And last week we got into some sentences and I told you that we would have some more this week. So I'm going to make good on that promise. And here we go. So raise your hand if you know which one is correct. I will need an I will need hourly reports on this matter. Janet Wright has her hand up. Okay, Janet. H-O-U-R-L-Y. Yes, that is correct. Thank you, Janet. We're talking about time. They need these reports every hour. All right, good start. Okay, our next one. Our hometown is quite small. Uh, Phone number 502-129. Oh, I think that is Deb, if I'm not mistaken. Hello, Deb. Hi. And that would be O-U-R. O-U-R. Our hometown is quite small. I found a list 
that someone gave me 26 years ago that has oh. 389 pairs of homonyms on it. Oh, my gosh. Boy, would I like to have that list. That's really neat. That is really cool. Yes, um, our is possessive in that case. Our hometown. Very good. Thank you. All right, our next one. He comes home at all hours of the night. Herbie Allen has his hand. Herbie. H-O-U-R. H-O-U-R, yes. This time it means at irregular times, especially late at night. Very good. Thank you very much, Herbie. Am I going too fast, Angela, for you to get all the hands down? Nope, I'm getting okay. them all down for you. Fantastic. Thank you. Doing a good job. Going smoothly. All right. Let's see. I'll pour you some of our best vodka. Desi Noller. Desi. That would be O-U-R. Mm-hmm. That is possessive. Our best vodka belongs to us. Thank you, Desi. Our next one, 2100 hours means 9 p.m. Nora. Nora. H-O-U-R-A. That is correct. Yes, that is the time of day determined on a 24-hour basis. And some people do keep their, um, keep their clocks set that way. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, here's one. We ourselves didn't know what to do in that situation. Chanel. Chanel. That is O-U-R. Yes, it is. Ourselves. And this time we're using ourselves to emphasize the word we. We ourselves. Okay. Next. She always takes hours to get ready. Jeanette. Yes, Jeanette. H-O-U-R-S. Yes, that is correct. Thanks, Jeanette. She takes a long time. All right, next we've got, we are on our way to the park. Chanel. Chanel? Okay, O-U-R. O-U-R, yes. Well, we're not referring to time here. I'm, I'm not sure if we would think of it as possessive, but you are correct. Um, our way, I guess, I guess it's possessive in a sense, our way to the park, the way we're going, because there could be more than one way to the park. All right. That is correct. Next. What time is your lunch hour at work? Janet. Yes, Janet. H-O-U-R, and you stole one of my sentences I was going to write you. Oh, 
oh my goodness. Well, that was terrible of me to do that. <laughs> yes, what is the usual time of your lunch hour at work? That's right. All right. Money became available at the 11th hour. Mary Lee. Hey, Mary Lee, welcome. Are you unmuted, Mary Lee? Lowered her hand. I will. Somebody else raise their hand yeah. and hopefully we can. We Desi. can get Desi. All right. I think it was H-O-U-R. Yes. Money became available at the 11th That's hour. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the last minute. Thank you very much. We hope we can we can get, um, get you unmuted, Mary Lee, so that you can participate. If you haven't hit that got, got it button, be sure to do that. All right. Our car was stolen. Nora. Nora. O-U-R. Yes, O-U-R. Thank you. That is possessive. That car belongs to us, or at least it did. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see. We will stop there, and I will save some of these. I've got quite a few more, and I will save some of those for when we do our homophone B in a few weeks. So let me, let me save my place there. Okay, let's move along to a review of tier, T-E-A-R, and tier, T-I-E-R. We learned these last week and we did some sentences with them. So let's see how well we can remember what these are. Okay, here we go. She shed tears of joy at the wedding. Nora. Yes, Nora. T-E-A-R. Yes, T-E-A-R. The kind of tear that you cry. Uh -huh. Thank you. Okay. What about his eyes were tearing because of the smoke? Deb? Yes. Deb? T-E-A-R-I-N-G. That's correct. His eyes were tearing because of the smoke. T-E-A-R. That means they were watering because of the smoke. She was actually shedding tears, but she wasn't. I mean, he was shedding tears, but it wasn't because he was crying. The smoke was making his eyes like that. Okay, here's one. We have introduced an extra tier of administration. Jeanette. Jeanette. T-I-E-R. Yes, T-I-E-R. Tier means level. We have an extra level of administration now. Thank you so much, Jeanette. All right, she used tear gas on the assailant. Desi? 
Desi. T-E-A-R. Yes, T-E-A-R. She sprayed that at him and, oh, that can really cause your eyes to tear. So much that you can hardly see anything. Thank you very much. All right. Um, Traditionally, the top tier of a wedding cake is eaten on the couple's first anniversary. Marlene. Hello, Marlene. So glad to have you participating. Are you unmuted? You can tell us about T-I-E-R. That is correct. The top tier of a wedding cake. Thank you. Yes, all these levels. They've got several tiers on this wedding cake. And the top one is eaten by the couple (laughs) on their first anniversary and whoever else they want to share it with. Thank you very much. All right. It was a tearful farewell. Chanel. Chanel. T-E-A-R. T-E-A-R. Yes, there was a lot of crying, a lot of tears shed at that, at that goodbye. Thank you very much. What about they all had tear-stained faces following the emotional scene? Tear stained is a hyphenated word. Melissa Hudson? Yes, Melissa. Okay, can you hear me? <clears throat> I can. Okay. Um, so that would be, I'm sorry, can you repeat the sentence one more time? They all had tear stained faces following the emotional scene. That would be T E A R. T E A R, that's right. T E A R hyphen stained. And I have a, a quick, just a statement. I've never heard of a tear of a wedding cake, T-I-E-R. I've never you heard haven't? of that. No, oh, ma'am. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, generally, um, they're generally in several tiers. Um, I was reading about one when I was researching this, and they said something about a wedding cake that had six tiers. They're just levels, <laughs> levels of huh. um, levels. Yes, those tears of the wedding cake, and they save that. They, they save that top one. And um, I know one time I was at my aunt's house, and they were eating my my cousin's um, top tier on their first anniversary. And apparently, they didn't freeze it in the right way, and it tasted, you know, that freezer taste. Oh, oh I can't, no! Oh, I, can't, I didn't eat it. Oh, it was horrible. Oh. So, I mean, if you you know, if you freeze it right, it, it probably would, would be great. But um, sure. of course, a year is a long time. But um, well, yeah. again, and we also um, talked about Tear Street last week. Tear Stain, Tear Street. Looks like yes. they had been crying after that emotional scene. All right. What about this? After defeating the dragon, the video game player moved to Tier 2 and was therefore closer to winning the game. The no. Two. Yes, Chanel. Okay, so the answer is T-I-E-R. And I'm wondering if the tiers of a cake are like different cakes stacked on each other and then they create the layers. 
I believe they are. I've never, okay. I've never actually <clears throat> got the chance to touch a wedding cake. Neither have I, but I've I heard think, about. I yeah. think, and this may be right or wrong. I think that they may even decrease in size a little as they go up. They do. They oh, decrease okay. in size. Oh, thank hmm. you, Doc. Yeah, some of these things that that I've never seen before, I don't have good com- concepts about, and um, I don't think any couple would like me to be pawing at their, their wedding no. cake. But it'd be interesting. How do they stick the layer? Like, is the bot the one of the layers stuck to the other? You know, with the frosting, is that what kind of holds <laughs> no, them together? They usually no, they use stilts. Like, oh, they do. Yeah, they have like. Um, yeah, they're little. Usually mm. plastic risers <clears throat> that they uh, oh. and they set the set it on the first layer and then they mm. put the second tier on top of those. All right, well, we are learning a lot today. <laughs> Thank you, Doc and Jeanette. Oh, I thought it'd be fun to eat the icing between the layers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yes. so what they do is each cake sits like on like a piece of plastic or okay you know they might have cardboard and then they have like all kinds of different spindles different shapes they can use to help decorate in whatever the theme that the wedding is for the couple well, that is so neat i i had no idea that it was that it was like that that is so interesting it's so good for us who can't see to to get exposed to some of these things and learn you know, learn because I don't. I just don't have concepts of a lot of things, so I'm always glad to hear more about that. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Let's do a couple more. Um, sometimes people use artificial tears when their eyes are dry. Jeanette. Jeanette. I mean Jeanette. T e a r s. Yes, T E A R S. Thank you, Jeanette. Yeah, those are those are you put these drops in your eyes, and they're supposed to to give you some more lubrication. Those are artificial tears. All right. Well, I didn't realize it, but I'm at the end of those sentences for tear and tear. So we we've covered all of those. All right. Now, um, I'm trying to figure out what to do about. Tear, T-E-A-R, and tear, T-A-R-E. I did talk about T-E-A-R last week. I have not had a lot of time, but so far I have just not been successful in finding sentences with T-A-R-E. It's just a word that we don't hear much. I've got a number of definitions, though. So I will talk about it a little bit. So T-A-R-E is, there are are several different kinds of T-A-R-E-S. The first kind is any of several vetches, V-E-T-C-H-E-S. And then, of course, I had to go look that up. Any of several vetches, which are plants. And they say that they're mentioned a lot in the Bible. Um, I did research a little bit, and so far I have not found any um, any sentences with them. But um, they also are described in another place as weedy plants, 
that grow in grain fields. Um, they say that in the Bible, they're, um, they're a troublesome weed. And it's usually or objectionable element. All right. Then we have the other tear. You know how these dictionaries have T-A-R-E-1 and T-A-R-E-2. Well, this is two. It's described as the weight of a container or wrapper that is deducted from the gross weight to obtain net weight. So you want to determine how much the um, thing in the container weighs. So the gross weight is the contents of the container and the container itself. And then the net weight is just the contents of the container. And the tear is the weight of the container. So it's the weight of the container or wrapper that is deducted from the gross weight to obtain the net weight. And I did, I did find a, um, a sentence with it, um, at least one. The record shows two barrels of gunpowder powder weighing besides the tear 500 pounds. So the net weight of the gunpowder is 500 pounds and they've deducted the weight of the T-A-R-E, the container, to get that. Um, and then they also say um, the weight in, in commerce, the weight of a vehicle without its cargo, passengers, etc. So just the weight of a vehicle, but you're not counting what's inside. That's also called a tear. All right, and then um, let's see. Then they say that um, those were all examples of nouns. They say that tear can also be used as a verb. Um, the past tense is T-A-R-E-D. The I-N-G form is T-A-R-I-N-G. And T-A-R-E-S is the, um, I can't think of what it's called, but you know what I mean. So when, you, when you're tearing something, it means to weigh a package in order to calculate the amount of tear. So you're weighing it for that. So I am going to, I'm not going to go over the other tear again this week, T-E-A-R, but when I'm able to find some more sentences, I'm going to um, to go over all of it again. I I had no, I just ran out of time last week, but I didn't I didn't figure that when I um, when I looked for them this week that I would have that much trouble finding them. But I did. So all the sentences I have here are T E A R E D. I mean T E A R. So there's no sense in, in going over those. All right. So I'm sorry about that. So we move on now to some new material that I found really easy to research. And this is pair, pair, and pair. P-A-I-R, P-A-R-E, and P-E-A-R. 
All right, so let's start with pair, P-A-I-R, and the plural of pair, P-A-I-R, can either be P-A-I-R or P-A-I-R-S. So remember that can be either one of those can be the plural. I saw that in several places. Okay, so let's talk about the way that P-A-I, the ways that P-A-I-R is used as a noun. All right, a pair can be two identical or similar things matched for use together, like a pair of shoes. They're very similar, not identical, because the left and the right foot shoe are different, but they're matched and they're created to be used together. So that is one way we use pair, like a pair of shoes. Um, another way P-A-I-R can be used as a noun. It can be one member of a matching pair, like I can't find the pair to this glove, P-A-I-R. I can't find the pair to that. Can't find the pair to this sock. Also, P-A-I-R can be used as a noun, which means one object composed of two joined similar parts that are dependent upon each other, like a pair of pliers. You're not going to just have a plier. You're going to have a pair of pliers, and it's composed of two parts, and they are dependent on each other. They, they don't work by themselves. So that's another way that we can use P-A-I-R. Another way P-A-I-R can be used as a noun. It can be a set of more than two objects forming a collective whole, like a pair of beads. When we used to go to the Mardi Gras, I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, so when we were kids, we'd often go to the Mardi Gras down in New Orleans, and we would get excited every time we caught a pair of beads. Um, another noun usage, it could be two persons who are married, engaged, or dating. That's a pair a couple. It can be two people that have something in common and are considered together like a pair of hunters. Did you see that pair of hunters over there? They have something in common. They're not your traditional pair, like, you know, your couple that dates or is married or anything like that, but they're considered together because they are hunting together. It, um, a pair can mean two mated animals. Um, it can mean two animals joined together in work, like a pair of oxen. Or it can be two playing cards of the same denomination, like a pair of threes, a pair of aces. So that's, that's another way. Um, it can also be used as a verb. Pair, P-A-I-R, can be, you can have P-A-I-R-E-D, P-A-I-R-I-N-G, and P-A-I-R-S. 
So one meaning of pair, P-A-I-R, as a verb, to arrange in sets of two, couple, to couple things, like the golfers are paired in twosomes for this round of play. They're arranged in sets of two. So there are twosomes there. Um, it can also be used as a verb to mean to combine or join one person or thing with another to form a pair, like a director pairing his favorite actor with an unknown, or a salad that is paired with a fine dressing. And you can also have, you can see things in sentences like pair off or pair up, like get together or unite. The couple's paired up for the dance. And that's what I have for P-A-I-R. If you have any questions or other ideas, raise your hand and I'll be glad to listen or try to answer if I can. All right, um, Nora has a question. Yes, Nora. Uh, I have a comment. Uh, a pair of glasses and a pair of pants. Yes, a pair of glasses and a pair of pants. And in that yeah. case, they're things that they're not two of anything, but they certainly they certainly are used together and they are dependent upon each other. Very mm -hmm. good observation, Nora. Thank you. Anyone else? Yes, Janet Wright. Yes, Janet. Hello. How about how about pair my Bluetooth to my phone? Hey, yeah, sure is. That's correct. Pair my Bluetooth. Um, pair my Bluetooth speaker to my phone. That's yep, exactly. exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. All right. Didn't you come always, across you always, that. That, you always see that quite a bit with the uh, different products. How do, how do I pair this to this or, you know? You're right. You're right. Yes. Um, I'm always pairing something to something. I'm, I'm surprised that didn't come to my mind, but it didn't. Well, Thank you. You know, two heads, two heads are better than one sometimes. Oh, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. I think I'm going to hire some of y'all to come and research with me. <laughs> okay, cool. Just, just <laughs> just um, anybody else with ideas about about pair? Doc, uh, Doc. Yeah, a, a twisted pair. A twisted pair. What is that? That's uh, a reference to a landline telephone. Oh, it has a twisted okay. pair of wires. Mm hmm. And that means that communications can go out one wire and be coming in on the other. So that if you're on a telephone call, if you both speak at the same time, you can both hear each other. You're right. You can. I yeah. never thought about that. So they call that a twisted pair. A twisted pair. Well, uh -huh. great. Well, I'm just learning all kinds of things today. I think <laughs> I think this class is maybe more to educate me than, than anybody else. This is great. 
Well, thank you for your contribution, Doc. Well, I appreciate if we had another doc, we could have a pair of docs. A pair of docs. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little, well, a pair of docs, yes. Paradox. <laughs> P-A-R-A-D-O-X. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> All right. Okay, anyone else? All right. That is cute about the paradox. but I like that. Um, I know. Okay, so I don't know if this was mentioned yet, but you pair your uh, Bluetooth headset to your iPhone or pair, pair a device to your uh, pair one device yes. with another. So. Yes, you can pair all these devices. You can pair your pair your Braille display to your yep. phone, your magic keyboard, all sorts of things. Excellent. Thank you very much. Pair, I don't that because if the wires are work if they're if you're both able to hear each other then the wires are working and communication is not crossed <laughs> well it just it it's just that one one of the wires is bringing information one way and the other wire in the pair is bringing information oh, the other way but twisted pair it makes it sound like okay they're all knotted together and so how can anything yeah okay that kind of Not, anyway. do you have any a comment about that? I'm just being weird, no, I guess. It's, I don't know. Uh, no, that's just uh just called a twist. So they just they, call it a twisted pair. A, a twisted pair. So are they actually are twisted together? Well, in a lot of times they are actually, uh, mm -hmm. and then then many times they're encapsulated in a in an outer covering. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, that makes so they sense. do have to be twisted in order for the communication to work. Twisted together. <laughs> well, um, I think they do that maybe for strength because the wire oh, is okay. not very large and by twisting it it makes uh, makes it much stronger okay yeah that would be that would be interesting to see i maybe the next time my phone man comes i'll ask if i can feel some of those if they're i don't know if you can if you can actually feel them some of the some of the phone men that come are, are really nice um, but that that's neat. I'm I'm happy to hear about that use of it as well. All right. Any others? Yes, there are a few here. Okay. Deb has her hand up. Yes, Deb. I was thinking of the sentence. He and his guide dog are a great traveling pair. Yes, yes. He and his guide dog are a great traveling pair. Excellent. Yes, that's good. I like, like that. Travelers. Mm -hmm. That's a that's definitely a pair, and they are they are very dependent on each other. the The guide dog is dependent on you to give commands, and you're dependent on the guide dog to lead you safely. That's great. All right. Well, we just get all kinds of ideas when we open it up like this. Okay. Jeanette, put your hand up. Okay, Jeanette. So. 
Chanel, an example that may actually give you a sense of this, when they talk about yarn and the strength of yarn, they talk about some yarns have three or four strands, and to give them strength, they are twisted together. They're a twisted, twisted pairs of strands. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, the I twisted, didn't know that, but thanks. Twisted yarn. Yeah. All right. That's excellent. About it. Yes. That's yes, how that's I. That's another way to think about it. Understanding of the twisted cables when it was first explained to me. All right. Yeah, I know that. I know that some of the yarn is real thin, and you know that they that they do put it together. I didn't think of it, but um, but I've I've read. I don't knit. I'm, I'm not a crafty person, but so I don't I don't crochet or knit or anything like that. But I have read a lot of books, um, fiction books where people were crocheting or, you know, that sort of thing. And I have heard of, of different types of yarns. It's really interesting. All right. Any other comments about PAIR? There are knitting needles. Oh, knitting needles. That's a pair. Yeah. Knitting needles. That's right. Very good. There are okay. no hands up at this time. Okay. All right. Well, we will go to P-A-R-E. Okay. Now, it's used as a verb. And the different spellings are, of course, we said P-A-I-R um, is P-A-I-R-E-D. Now, P-A-R-E, the past tense of that is P-A-R-E-D. And then we also have, for P-A-R-E, we have P-A-R-I-N-G and P-A-R-E-S. So, um, it actually means to remove, trim, cut back, or make something smaller or shorter. Like you can pair apples. You can pair, um, I found an example that said, um, pair the rind from the lemon. Um, you can also pair off excess dough if you're making something. You just, you just get, you know, take it off to make it conform to the shape you're looking for. You can pair fat from a budget. P-A-R-E. Um, this is a sentence that uses that. Local authorities must pare down their budgets. P-A-R-E. They need to cut them down. They need to, they need to cut back on expenses. They've got to pare down the budgets. P-A-R-E. Um, let's see what else we've got. Um, Here's another sentence that uses P-A-R-E. Each summer, he pairs a large number of branches from the trees in the backyard. So he cuts away some of these things. He's shaping up the plant. I've always thought of that as pruning. I don't know if I've got those mixed up or if they're kind of one and the same, but that's how I've always thought of them that you're pruning. I guess I've heard um, 
Bible things at church about, you know, the, the farmer prunes his plants or, you know, they prune the prune things in the field and all that sort of thing. Um, that's all I really have on P-A-R-E. Do you have any questions about that? Ideas? Uh, Nora has her hand up. Yes, Nora. Yeah. Have you heard of something compared to others? Compared, yes. That's a different use. It's it's part of another word, C-O-M-P-A-R-E-D. Yes, compared. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Compared. Yeah. There's also another word for it, P-A-I-R, like impaired, it means not paired. Oh, yeah, like visually, like visually impaired. impaired. Yeah, hearing impaired. That's right. I-M-P-A-I-R-E-D. Yep. All right. So we got thank that. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Anyone else on PAIR, okay. P-A-R-E? Jeanette has her hand up. Okay, Jeanette. I think pruning is the more common of the two words, Mary. I, but I think, think so they're too. essentially interchangeable. I would think As so. I understand them. Yeah, the way I understand it too. I mean, I I don't know. I I guess we just say things around here like, you know, well, we we trim the trees or we we cut back some branches or, you know, this is probably a more formal way of saying these things to um to pair or even to prune. Um and I'm sure I'm sure some people use those words, but um I guess it's our, our Louisiana. We we don't we don't use a lot of big words sometimes. So thank you for that. All right, anyone else? No. Nope. Okay, let us go on to pear. P e a r. It's a noun. Of course, it's an edible fruit. She's very fond of pears. P e a r s. You can have a pear tree, P-E-A-R tree. Um, it can also, I don't, I've never heard of this, but they said that in forestry, um, pay, there you can actually have pear wood, P-E-A-R. It's the wood of the pear tree used for making furniture. Um, I've heard of things that are pear shaped. P-E-A-R hyphen, shaped. Um, alligator pear, you heard of that? That's what they, they sometimes call around here the avocado. They call that an alligator pear. Don't know where they got that, but I have heard it. You have um, 10 minutes left. So. Oh, thank you, Angela. Appreciate that. Um, what about the partridge in a pear tree? P-E-A-R. All right, so we've done we've done those. Are there any questions before we move on to a few sentences with that? Janet has her hand up. Yes, Janet. Don't forget the tasty pear juice. Oh, the tasty pear juice. Yeah, P E A R. Yep. Yes, pear, pear juice. juice is good if you like it. I, I don't think I've ever had any. I'm sure it is. Well, ne well next time you get a can of pears, don't drain the don't, don't drain, drain it out, huh? And drink it. Try it. Yeah. Yep. Good idea. Excellent. Right. Yeah. Marsha. Hey, Marsha. 
Good. Marcia Summers. Marcia Summers. Are you, are you looking? Can you hear me? I can. Okay. I, I, all right. So when you talk about paring a cucumber, uh -huh. you are taking the green off of it, right? Yes. Yes. And that's P-A-R-E or P-A-R-I-N-G. I am paring a cucumber. So when I'm, our, think, I'm thinking of if we are, we're making, say we were, uh, if we had a, a branch and we mm -hmm. pruned the tree. Yes. And, and the tree had all kinds of little things coming off of it, other little branches coming off of it. Mm -hmm. it, it seems like um, that could be pairing. The, yes. I mean, if that's we, just when you we, were saying it. I'm, I'm saying, how could this work? You know? Yeah. Yeah, you can you can pair little um, you can even pair little dead things away, That's you know, right. yeah. so that it's, so that it's not trying to um, support things that are no longer living and it can use its its energy like the, for growth. Like, like the suckers on tomatoes when they have them between the branches. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. You, you, the suckers, you know, will take the energy so the tomato doesn't get as big. Anyway, right. I, just, I was just thinking of it lying there listening to you guys. No, no, that's great. I'm glad you glad you participated. That's wonderful. We appreciate that. Very glad to hear from you. All right. Glad to be any, here. Yes. Any other um, questions or comments about that? N Nora. All right, Nora. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, like a pair and peer, P-E-A-R. I know there are two different meanings, but sometimes well, I hear you. We, -E -E we have two different kinds of peers. We have P-E-E-R, like mm -hmm. if you peer at somebody, if you look at them, that's P-E-E-R. Mm -hmm. And then we have P-I-E-R, which is like a peer, like at the beach. We used yeah. to, um, when we used to go to the beach, there was a peer that we would go and walk on or sit on or whatever we did so that yeah. that is actually another pair of homophones yeah that maybe I we will get to sometimes right no i meant like when you peer something off or yeah you're peering like um sure peering peering something off or when you have a pair okay food i think that's all right there to hom homonym or something like that um I, I don't know. I, I know that, you know, if you're pairing something off of something, it's P-A-R-E. Yeah. No, Some I mean, people peering. might say peer or, or something, depending. Maybe they have a different dialect or something. Maybe. Thank you. <laughs> well, sure. All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and stop here because I want to I want to talk a little bit and then. Um, we will do some sentences with pair next, the three pairs next week. And I will also continue to research about tear, T-A-R-E. So I will do those things first before I do anything else. And I've got, I've got the sentences here already, but I will do the research on T-A-R-E. In the meantime, I am planning to have another homophone B in two weeks, 
So that will be October the 3rd. So I encourage all of you to be here. Um, we'll do it like we did last time for those who are here. I'll, I'll read some sentences and if I'll call on people that want to play. And if you answer correctly, I'll give you a point. And then we'll do this um, off and on for several times. Last time we did three different parts of our homophone B on three different weeks. Um, not necessarily in succession, but, um, but we will be doing that. And um, I gave away some, some gift cards at the end, some little $10 gift cards to various places like Walmart or Starbucks. And um, so I will do that again this time. So I would encourage you um, be here, of course, when we're teaching the classes, but please be here as much as you can for the homophone bees, um, because, you know, we would like you to participate. And at the end of the three times that we do that, it's going to be your cumulative score that counts what you've earned in the three times or so that we played. So I will try my best to announce when the homophone bees are going to be, and hopefully you can join us for those. Um, it's a real good way to practice. So we will do that. And I wanted to um, repeat my, my thing from last week about if you would like to contribute sentences to the homophone bee for me to use, you can still play. I'll be I'll be real careful and not give you the ones that you submitted yourself. Um, but I would love to have sentences. I've got some and um, I've had some contributed and I've got quite a few of them because I, I try to save some when we're, when we're working during class, I try to leave some, sometimes I have to look for some more, but, um, but I've got those. I'd love to have any sentences. Um, you can email them to me. If you have my email address, if you don't have my email address and you would like to participate in that part, um, just email community at acb.org and they will give that to you. I can also provide you um, by email with a list of all the homophones we've studied so far, because I think I counted something like 36 pairs or groups. It's been a lot. Because um, this has been going on for almost 10 months. So um, if for some reason you don't have email or can't use email, you can always um, call the main ACB number at 1-800-424-8666. That's 1-800-424-8666. And ask for Cindy or Natalie and tell them that you would like to get in touch with Mary Hop, H-A-U-P-T, or if you can't remember Hop, just tell them the lady that teaches homophones and they are very good about passing things along to me in the community. So I've been very pleased with, with the way they do that. So um, I want to thank Chanel for streaming for us today. And I want to thank Artistic Angela for doing a good job for us and keeping track of all of our, our hands. This class has a lot of hand raising in it. So it's, um, it's not a class where the host has time to, to relax a whole lot. 
but we appreciate all of your help. And of course, as usual, I always appreciate everyone who participates in any way, whether you um, speak or whether you just listen or whatever, whatever way you participate. I just hope that something we've said here has helped you.